Professionally Grown. I'm your host, Brian Willie, along with my co-host, John Kessler. Episode 75 features the co-host of the Hog Football Chat and the offensive line coach for Lake Forest College, Tony Schiffman. Coach Schiffman discusses with us his background in coaching, the difference between gap scheme and zone scheme, common misconceptions with offensive linemen, and the value of using an H-back or sniffer back in your offense. This season, Intentionally Grounded is partnering with First Down Playbook. For coaches looking for a playbook software that is user-friendly and can deliver the clarity necessary to share and communicate your scheme with coaches and players alike, check out First Down Playbook. For more information, check out their website at firstdownplaybook.com. And for our listeners of our show, enter the code IGFB20 when purchasing individual or program memberships to receive a discount at checkout. Again, that code is IGFB20. Don't forget to check out our website at igfootballcoach.com for all our blog posts and podcast episodes. And check out our newly released YouTube channel that houses the video cast version of our podcast episodes as well, along with additional content related to leadership, football, and coaching development. Season 3, Episode 25, with Coach Tony Schiffman, starts now. We're joined today by the offensive line coach at Lake Forest College and also the co-host of the Hog Football Chat, Tony Schiffman. Coach, introduce yourself to our audience and, and share your background in coaching. Sure. Uh, uh, my name is Tony Schiffman. Like, like you said, I'm the offensive line coach at Lake Forest College uh, going into year two over there. Uh, I've been coaching since 2007. Uh, got, got into it a little late, got into it kind of in the non-traditional way, uh, but have, have just fallen in love with it ever since. I uh, started at my alma mater, Springfield High School, for seven years uh, before moving around a little bit. Coached um, a season in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, and got my first uh, head coaching experience as a track and field coach there, and, and then moved to Rossview, Tennessee, where I got to spend two, two years, or uh, Clarksville, Tennessee, where I got to spend two years at Rossview High School. Uh, and then I was a head coach at Fort Madison High School in Fort Madison, Iowa, for two years before taking the job at Lake Forest College. So had a lot of great experiences, been, been at a lot of great schools, been uh, coached with a lot of great people and, and have just really, um, really enjoyed the, the process of, of, of my career so far. Coach, having coached both, what do you believe is the biggest difference between coaching and playing offensive line in the high school, at the high school level versus the college level? I, I mean, truthfully, the biggest thing now is that I don't have to worry about my starting left guard also having to go play middle linebacker. So I get to, I get to focus all of my attention on him and he gets to focus all of his attention on me, I guess. Uh, that, that's been the biggest difference is I get, it's, it's more of a, a specialized position now instead of having to learn 12 different things for all different aspects of the game. So, so that's been, that's been a heck of a lot easier. I can spend more time on, on the little things with, with each lineman as opposed to just trying to give them the, the broad thought of, of offensive line so that they can take with them. And they, don't have to, you know, and they don't have to worry about learning coverages and learning defensive stunts on, on the other end. They can just focus on being an offensive lineman. Going off of that, you know, you see a lot of times now with our 
you know, professional and college analysts in the course of a game, they talk about offensive line play and then don't always give it glowing reviews. Uh, <laughs> and many times they're, you know, they're talking about how offensive line play in today's game has declined. And so right. do you agree that the offensive line play in today's game has declined? And if so, why do you believe it is so difficult to develop linemen for the next level? I don't think it's declined at all. I think first off, it's, it's always as linemen, we understand that we, are really only noticed when things go wrong. That's unfortunately kind of what we're known for. We don't we don't get a lot of credit, uh, but we take a lot of blame, and we understand that. And I think as as off as an offensive lineman and an offensive line coach, I understand that, and we sort of feed off of that. Um, I think offensive line play right now is the strongest it's ever been. Um, there's so much talent at the position. There's so much athleticism at the position there's so many good players right now that get the recognition they deserve I just think a lot of those sportscasters and a lot of those color commentators um they just don't understand it they spend so much time wanting to be quote-unquote sexy and talk about the RPOs and talk about all of those things that they just don't understand offensive line play um, and so it's instead of taking the time to learn it, they just downplay it and say, oh, well, he messed up here. Oh, well, he did this wrong here. Oh, well, he did, you know, the, the, he just isn't a very good player. Well, I just think they, they don't know what they're talking about. I think offensive line play is stronger than it's ever been. The coaching profession for offensive line is stronger than it's ever been. And, and they should spend a lot more time focused on, it's almost, it's almost, I, I wish a lot of those those broadcast booths would put one guy just to watch the offense and defensive line. And that would be his, his sole job to do that instead of, of uh, a commentator and a, a color guy that, that would be interesting if there was a, a line guy too, for each, each, uh, each game to, to just focus on the O-line and D-line specifics. Coach, what makes playing and or coaching on the offensive side of the football so much better maybe than the other side or what makes it so unique? I don't think it's necessarily better or, or worse. I think it's unique because it's such a um, it's such a bond as an offensive lineman that that it's so special being being a part of that room, so special being a part of that group that it's you don't want to let the other guy down, and and I think that's what makes it fun to be a part of. That's what makes it really enjoyable as a coach is that you get to you get to be with those five guys, obviously more than five guys, but you know, you get to be with those five guys in a, in a, on an offensive line and really build a relationship and build a bond that sort of transfers over the whole team in, in some regards. And, and so I don't, I don't, as a, as an offensive line coach, I think it's really special. I'm sure you could have a quarterback coach or a receiver coach or a de- defensive back coach that will give you that same argument. But uh, I will, I will, I will go to my grave arguing that there is no better community than the offensive line, especially when you get to be in charge of that room and have those guys working together and, and, and get the, get the results that you really want. And it's something special. In terms of a run scheme, like which do you prefer in terms of just, if it was up to you and you had to run a certain type of run scheme, are you more of a gap scheme or a zone scheme type of guy. I don't I don't I don't think I have preferences. I've I've been both. I've been at schools where 
we've been the head coach or offensive coordinator said, Hey, let's do this. I, I, I mean, I can remember when I first started at Springfield high school in 2007, um, our head coach, Mike Taylor, who was actually my offensive line coach when I was in high school. Um, he basically said, look, this is, this is what we're running, but this is what I want to run. I want to, I want to really learn inside zone, outside zone. I want to be a zone team for the future. So we spent a lot of that 2007 off season going into 2008, learning about zone schemes. And we became a very, very heavy, heavy zone team, uh, to the point of where it was probably 95% of what we ran. I can, I can remember running a little bit of counter, but we were a ton of zone. Um, and then I, I can remember when I went, when I was at Rossview, um, right before I took the head coaching job at Fort Madison, we had been a heavy, heavy, heavy gap scheme team where we were, let's run a ton of power. Let's run a ton of QB counter. We we've got a, We've got a, a great offensive line. We've got a, a, a huge tight end. We've got a, a fullback who can get the job done. Let's run gap schemes and, and kind of run it down their throats. So I've been a part of both. I don't have a preference. Uh, I, being that it kind of was what I started to sort of, you know, dip my feet into when I first started coaching was zone. I, I think I'm, I lean toward zone, but it, you know, I say lean, it's, it's, 51% to 49%. It's not something that I'll, 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 I only have to run that. I, I just think it's, it's zone is so adaptable. And if you've got a good running back, if you've got a good quarterback, you can be really effective at it. And I, I argue that you don't have to have the offensive line to run zone. Uh, you just have to have guys who have good technique and can understand the, the scheme of it. Uh, you need some, I, I think you need some war daddies to run gap scheme stuff. You need, you need those big butts that can get the, the three technique pride out of there and, and can, and can get those double, those, those more vertical or, uh, horizontal double teams taken care of as opposed to the, the vertical double teams. So, um, I, I think, I think you can run either or with, with personnel you've got. I, I just probably... Long story to make this short, I probably lean towards zone than than gap. I kind of ask our, answer our next question that I was going to kind of tie into that in terms of you know a lot of times you have these coaches going into a new situation, maybe a first time offensive line coach or a first time offensive coordinator, and they're coming in with their system. And so that's mm -hmm. what I was going to ask you that question as you know you get into that offensive line room for the first time what type of lineman are you looking for when you want to run the zone scheme or, or the gap scheme? And, and you kind of touched on that. Do you have anything else to, to add yeah. to that? No, I just, I just think it's, it's more of a, again, it's more of a, and you know, at the high school level, you're, you're, you play the cards you're dealt. You, you, we don't, we don't always average 285 pounds on the offensive line in high school. More often than not, you've got 160 pound guy stuck in there somewhere or a five foot 10 tackle so you're again you're you're sort of what you have is what you have and I think it's it's up to us as coaches to really play to the strengths of those guys and make sure that we're putting them in situations that they're going to thrive at and not trying to force them to do some things that they're not good at so that's sort of why I, I think zone is 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 effective is more a little bit more effective than gap schemes because you can take a lot of those things and and 
as long as they're able to, again, like I said, as long as they're able to understand the scheme and can have good technique and understand where the ball is going, they don't have to be big giant maulers. I, I mean, I can look at myself. I was a, a an offensive lineman in college and I was 190 pounds and, and I was not going to put anybody on their back. I was not going to overpower anybody, but I was athletic enough and quick enough and strong enough that I could get in somebody's way and be in their way long enough where the running back could get by or the quarterback could have enough time to throw it. So it, it's, it's about the understanding the technique and the angles and making, and again, I've had, I have arguments with some of my, my good, good friends about this all the time who coach high school football and they will argue till they're blue in the face that you've got to be a big giant guy to run zone game and gap schemes will work with anybody. And I, I, I think it's just a little bit, I think it's leaning more towards the opposite. I think you can run a lot of the zone stuff with any size offensive line. And, and I think you need some, some bigger bodies at spots to be effective in the gap schemes. Coach, you published some content on fnfcoaches.com that discusses why offenses should utilize a sniffer fullback. Why do you believe the sniffer is so valuable? And what are some ways that offenses can use them to make fullbacks great again? Yeah, that was so. That was again. That was our 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 second year at Rossview. When, like I was talking about, we were very good in the gap schemes, and we had the tight end, and we had the fullback, um, and that fullback was our our sniffer back. And I think it's at the high school level. I think it's such a good position because you can put a guy there. For instance, we we when I was at Rossview, we probably had three guys that played that sniffer back spot, that that quote unquote hybrid position, and one was a six foot four, 230 pound tight end. One was a five foot 10, 225 pound fullback nose guard. And one was a five foot 10, 175 pound kind of true hybrid guy, guy that could, that played some quarterback, played some, played some of that sniffer back spot, played some tailback, played free safety, played uh, in the slot. So it's such a multi- multiverse position that you can kind of create mismatches and you can get uh those bodies on bodies that you can be effective at the high school level um with using that kind of hybrid guy uh you know we would use him as as a a lead blocker on iso we would use him as a to throw a, a pop pass to and sneak him out of the backfield and we would use him to to block on counter and power and, and we would use them to to be a decoy so it, it was so effective to have that guy to be sort of to have that hybrid position and, and and I think it's that's what you need especially at the high school level where like I said you can create those mismatches and 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 get you know it would be it would be so effective when we would run with the the big tight end guy and then you'd start to see teams kind of change their personnel to to handle the bigger guy and then we'd sneak the smaller guy in and kind of run him up the seam and he'd be wide open for a, a touchdown. So it was, it was always kind of interesting to see how people would play that. But um, it, it's, I like the position. I think it's something that when I became a head coach at Fort Madison, we really had a, that was sort of my, I wanted to use that sniffer back spot a, a lot. We, we ended up having kind of some personnel issues where it just wasn't as effective as we wanted it to be going into year two. So we sort of scrapped it. Uh, but I, I think it's such a game changer um, and can be such a game changer if you use, if you use it correctly and use it in the right way that 
Um, it, it's something that if I'm ever a head coach again or a coordinator again, I'll definitely try to implement that that spot on the field somewhere, um, whether it's whether it's a, a a true wing or or a, a big a big bruiser guy. Coach, what do you think if you had to name one um, thing in terms of what do you think is the biggest misconception about offensive linemen or offensive line play? What would you think is the biggest misconception that's out there right now? Yeah, I kind of I kind of touched on it earlier. I think the I think people still see offensive linemen and just think they're big, dumb kind kind of maulers, and and I and that's something that's always been you know you pull up any movie or you pull up any TV show with football, the lineman is always going to be the d- big dumb hick or the big dumb redneck or the big dumb stupid kid who can't tie his shoes but can go play football and block people and I think it's that's such a misconception I've I think offensive line is one of the smartest positions on the field I think it's becoming with the renaissance we're having one of the most athletic positions on the field because you're not going to find guys that are six foot five 295 pounds or 320 pounds that can run like they run and, and be as effective and as athletic as they are so I think that's one of the big, big, big misconceptions is that they're just big, dumb, lumbering guys, and and they can't they can't count to ten without taking their shoes off. So it's to me, it's important that they're seen as 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 the true athlete that they are, and and I think that's and again, I think it's starting to be seen. You're starting to see a little bit more of it, but still, there's there's you guys kind of talked about it at the beginning of this when you you talked about the offensive line play from from a, a commentator standpoint and just not understanding it because they just want, they want them to still be that dumb jock, I guess that, that they've always been perceived as. So uh, it, it's, it truly is one of the toughest positions to play, I think. And, and, and you've definitely got to understand a lot of, of the game to really be effective at it. Now, you're also one of the founders of the Hog Football Chat on Twitter on Monday nights, which has become highly tended and very popular. Tell us a little bit about the story on how this endeavor came about and what you hope to accomplish with your platform. Yeah, so it was, shoot, five years ago now, I think, and, and the Texas High School Football Chat was really kicking into gear, and, and uh, Jack Dingus and I had, had kind of formed a relationship through that and, be, and started talking, and and at the time I was living in North Carolina and, and Jack was in Oklahoma where he's, he's from and still is. And so we just sort of built a relationship. And, and at one point, maybe February or March, we, we just kind of said, Hey, let's, let's see if we can do this. I think this would be fun. Let's try to put one together for offensive line play. And, and it just sort of happened and, and it kind of, it kind of stuck. And I don't know, I couldn't tell you, I've been asked before when it, when I thought it, it really took off and, and, and I've said before that it was when we've had, when we had like Kevin Mawai came on and, and, and participated and Herb Hand participated, but um, I couldn't tell you a, 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 a real defining moment of when it kind of became what it is. And that sounds kind of shallow, I guess, but it's, you know, I'm not trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be as humble as I can with it. Um, it, It's just, it's sort of taken on a a life of its own and it's, it's been such a fun experience and we've gotten to do three clinics with it. We were, we were scheduled to do a fourth clinic this year before the pandemic hit, unfortunately. So we're, we're looking forward to having another clinic once, once things get back to normalcy, but 
it's just, it's something that I really look forward to every Monday. Um, the relationships I've built through it are, you know, I, I can't even begin to to think of a number or begin to think of a, how, how, how many it's been. Um, it, it's just been something really, truly special that uh, I, I know, I know for as much as I enjoy it, there are, there are a lot of other coaches that enjoy it just as much. And, and to me, that's kind of really awesome. And, and that's sort of what we wanted to do. We just wanted to have another night where people could, could come on and, and have some fellowship and talk about football and talk about offensive line play and, and, and really enjoy it. And it's kind of funny. We, when we first started doing it, when we first discussed it, it was going to be an offensive, offensive and defensive line based chat so we were going to do like one week offense one week defense and and do it that way well maybe like the second or third week we tried to do a defensive line one and it was like it bombed I mean I'm talking like five people participating we're like yeah we're never doing defensive line again and that's no offense to defensive linemen but it just it, it 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 wasn't in the cards to do that way so we we focused just solely on offense and I think that that was probably one of the best decisions we made and coach you know I'm sure most people are familiar I mean you guys get not only hundreds and hundreds of participants in the questions I mean there's thousands of people that just follow along I know I follow along every Monday and don't necessarily contribute and I know coach Willie is dying for hog football chat to have an apparel store so he can start <laughs> with the merch I mean so I mean there are I mean it's nationwide and it's it's awesome to follow but You've also recently started your own podcast, so you kind of have some other adventures going on, and yeah, you've kind of released the Hog Football Podcast, which again is awesome. So, for coaches who have never listened to the the podcast before, what can they expect to hear from you guys and learn from it? It's yeah, it's just something that we dis- we we had discussed it at one point, and at the time I had sort of shied away from it just because Run the Power was just kicking off, and they were just kicking tail and and really it was it was a time management thing and I I wasn't I was not wanting to to do a lot of the work uh just because I I knew I wouldn't have time to do a lot of the work and I knew Jack wouldn't have time to do a lot of the work so uh platform came along and sort of said hey we would we would like to to help do this um you know we'll do all the heavy lifting so to speak if you do the interviews and you find the the guests. And I said, yeah, I can do, absolutely do that. And, and really I was kind of, it, it was in the very, very early works when the pandemic hit. And finally I just kind of said, I need to, I need to do this because everybody's got time now and why wait any, anymore. So it, it, it just, it, it kind of got started that way, the second go around. And, and it's been, it's been fun. I've gotten to talk to a lot of people I normally wouldn't have gotten to talk to. Um, I've gotten to interview a lot of great coaches and a lot of my great friends too. And and that's sort of the, the beauty of it. Um, as you guys know, doing, doing the podcast is that you get to, you get to pick who you want to talk to. If you, you know, one of the good, one of the cool things for me is I, I interviewed my dad a couple weeks ago and, and, and that one got, got aired. So that was fun. I, I interviewed one of my really good friends from high school who we played high school football together with. And, and so that was really fun. Um, I, I've got a ton of, a ton of ideas of things that I, I want to be able to do and, and, and people I want to be able to talk to. And, and really it's not anything, you know, they're, they're quick. I'm, I, I try to get them in and out quick and, and be, be fast with them because that's sort of just how my mind works. I, I, my, my own, my own kind of attention span 
goes goes away quickly. So I try to I try to be fast with them. But uh, you know, I just I I try to be different with things and and focus more on on the guys and their careers a little bit. And and you know, when I reach out to people, ask them to be on there, they always ask me, sure, well. What what do you want me to talk about? What play? And I say, no, we're not gonna we don't we're not gonna talk about scheme. We're just gonna talk about stuff. We're just gonna talk about things. You know, I want to see your bio. I'll kind of pick out a, a thing or two here or there from from your bio that we can talk about. So it, it's been it's been a fun experience for sure. Uh, getting to to sort of reach out and talk to some of these guys I normally wouldn't talk to, and and it's been uh, I've probably gone a little overboard. I think I've I've there's been 13 that have been posted and I think I've got like 50 more in the bank ready to, ready to post. So I probably, I could probably slow down a little bit, but I just, with all the time we've had, it's been, you know, better to get the content done than then you can post it later than try to play catch up. So it, it's been, a, it's been a, an interesting experience and, and it's, uh, it's been fun. Coach, I'm, you're probably a lot like Willie and I both too. When you record a podcast, there's always something you take away from it. And it's almost like you're getting a, uh, a weekly coaches clinic or a nightly coaches clinic every time yeah. you record one and you know you're sitting there and I know Brian and I've ran into this in the past where we're trying to write stuff down you know even though we're recording it because it's so good you don't want to yeah. lose it yeah I'm the same way I've got a I've got a planner obviously with everything just to try to keep some sort of of uh, organization but I've got a, a legal pad right next to that that I kind of jot down things as I go through as well so yeah even if it's like a word or a, a, a brief sentence. I, I try to get something down from, from everybody. So yeah, it's been, it's been cool. 